where he flourished. He first became known for his nudes. Exquisite and mouth-wateringly erotic, the skin of his subjects glowed with a shimmering luminosity that it didn't seem possible to create with mere oil paint. In their eyes, he captured a look of unrequited lust or total satiation that earned his work the description of posh porn. Celebrities queued up to be painted by him. No one knew the identity of his client list, although Victoria Beckham was rumoured to have sat for him recently, a birthday present for David. But if he didn't fall in love with his subject, he refused to let them sit for him. In his own words, his brush couldn't get it up for just anyone. When Saturday afternoon at Buck House had first appeared, the painting had been decreed positively treasonous, but had tripled the already considerable price of his work overnight, as well as catapulting Sebastian into the public awareness. Critics had been shocked and delighted in equal measure. The tabloids had been scandalised. Brian Sewell had declared him a genius. The sun had demanded his head on a plate. The painting had gone to a mysterious private buyer, who had reputedly paid over two million for the privilege. The palace had refused to comment. Job done. Sebastian Turner didn't need to pick up a paintbrush for another year if he didn't feel like it. And in the meantime, he had become an overnight celebrity. He was ravishing, of course, which always helped, with his tortured lettuce-green eyes and his overgrown page-boy, skeletally thin because of his decadent lifestyle. And he was difficult. Even Parkinson had struggled with his fiercely intense aggression. He was capriciously snarling and uncooperative, spoiled and world-weary, some said entirely charmless. Yet the public was fascinated, because underneath there was a little boy lost, and a genius. England was always proud of her geniuses, even if they were tricky. In a world where the chat show sofa was increasingly filled with the anodyne, guests with attitude were like gold dust. He sparked debate. You either loved him or hated him. Infamy breeds success. And success breeds more success. Sebastian was now a commodity and there was immense pressure on him to produce, from dealers, agents, collectors, the media. Four white walls in a prestigious gallery were waiting to be filled. Hence these alter egos. He lifted the bottle of vodka and took another swig, wincing at the flaccid warmth of the fluid. It had lost the crisp, icy edge it had had when he'd pulled it from the freezer an hour ago. But he was grateful to it nevertheless. Its purity and clarity had made him see his work for what it was. There was nothing for it. He dropped the now empty bottle carelessly to the floor, where it bounced, then rolled under his chair. Then he picked up the Holland and Holland shotgun that had been resting across his lap. He ran his hand along the barrel looking at his father's initials engraved in gold 
underneath the family crest. He looked around his studio with a smile. Adios, amigos, he murmured as he cocked the gun. Some hours later, Catkin Turner came in search of her husband. When Sebastian's parents decided to move to Barbados two years ago, they had given Sebastian and Catkin first refusal on their home on the wilds of Exmoor. She had leapt at the chance. It gave them space and tranquility, and kept Sebastian away from the hardcore of rather dissolute and decadent art college friends who were hanging on his coattails and leading him into bad ways, all-night parties and drinking binges that Sebastian ended up subsidising. And Withybrook was the perfect environment.